Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday people share real and personal stories. Some are profound and challenging, while others are more common and relatable, shared with honesty and humor. But all of these stories reveal what God can do in our lives when we trust Him with the details. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Kelly, from the Storytellers Live team. On each episode, a different woman shares her story, often in a live setting, with the bottom line being that God is good. Today's storyteller is Shay. From discovering an autoimmune disease and losing her hair at age 16 to losing both of her parents before her mid-30s, Shay has had to deal with some very hard circumstances, and she's had to adapt to some realities of life that are very different from what she'd imagined. The beauty of her story is found in the details, in all of the small miracles that she can see when she looks back, and in the ways that God turned her attention to the moment and gave her insight to embrace the situation at hand. There is so much more to her story, and we can't wait for you to hear her. Here's Shay. Take it away, Shay. All right. Good morning. Um, I am so excited to be here um, this morning. Um, and my oldest this morning said, Mom, it's not a big deal. It's just like you're talking to friends. And I was like, of course it is. Like I'm talking to friends. I probably know um, lots in this room. And some of you I don't know. Um, and I'm excited to share the story this morning. Um, and Robin said that she had a vision of me uh, talking one-on-one. And that is what I do better. I feel like I like to talk one-on-one. Um, so this is a different platform for me as far as talking to a group. Um, but I'm excited to share the uh, story that God has given me and um, it's done through me. So, um, and before I get started, I know that each and every one of us have a story. Um, just because I'm up here today, I know that um, each of y'all are in a place that either you're at the beginning of your story or in the thick of it, or maybe walking alongside someone going through a hard place. Um, but God has a design for each and every one of you. Um, and just because I'm sharing today doesn't mean um, that I'm anyone special. It just means that God has me share today. So I uh, will get started. And um, and I'm glad Amanda shared how we met, because uh, I was going to um, share that, because I think that's a neat part. And I'm going to get to a little more of those details because uh, I met her at a place when I needed some encouragement, and uh, and that was fun to see God using that. Um, so I um, was raised in Birmingham, and um, my parents loved the Lord very much, and um, they uh, struggled in their marriage for a while, and um, but we knew without a shadow of a doubt that they loved us. Um, there was no question about that. Um, but where my story begins and what I'll share today is, um, when I was 16, um, and I was dating my future husband at the time, Mark, um, but when I was 16 and went to my hairdresser, she found a small bald spot on the back of my head, um, and... It was alopecia, which she said pretty matter-of-factly, oh, it's alopecia, you know, I had never even heard of it. And it was autoimmune, and within about six months, I lost all of my hair. Um, 
And then I was a friendly person, but pretty shy as far as um, I'd always wanted to be a genuine person as far as living um, the same person who I was behind closed doors and wanted to be the same person outside to the um, to the world. I wanted to be the same genuine person. Um, and little did I know that God was going to use that and going to use something that I couldn't hide. And he gave me a, something that um, was going to use that I could talk about in an open platform. So... Um, so it took me a while to work through that and kind of figure out how I was to work through that. Um, wore a lot of hats and wigs and, um, went to a lot of shops with, um, older women and lots of bras and wigs and it was, I mean, it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like it is today. It wasn't cute hair and stuff. It was, uh, it was different and it was, you know, um, it just wasn't as secure. I mean, it was, I was in high school, so it was a different experience for sure. I just remember, um, feeling very, um, odd. Um, anyway, uh, there's that, um, song by the girl I cannot pronounce, but it says something about being a zebra in a pony show. And I was like, yeah, I was laughing to, uh, page. I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I felt like. It, it was, it was just a different, it was different in high school. So anyway, um, so it took me a while to kind of figure out my voice through that. Um, and in college, it was harder. Um, as much as I found my voice in high school, that first year of college was tough. Um, I, I think I even slept in wigs for a little bit. I mean, I think I just didn't know what to do as far as meeting new people and just... Um, you know, you kind of start seeing all the looks. You see people staring at your head or not wanting to talk to you. You see people treating you differently because um, you have hair or you don't have hair. You know, I'd go into one shop one day and then one the next where if I had on hair and makeup, they would treat me one way. And if I didn't have on hair and a baseball hat, it was, you know, they don't really make eye contact or, you know, maybe she's the artsy type and, oh, you know, it's... It, it was very, um, I started seeing it as a gift, so to speak, that God had given me this fresh set of eyes that I was starting to really um, feel more and more for people that may look different and may have struggles that are different than our own. And um, instead of why me, it was why not me? Because um, we live in a fallen world and um, God was helping me through this and God was helping me find who I was um, in Christ more and more every day. It wasn't based on um, looks and that's something that, you know, I probably prided myself on in high school and, oh, I'm, you know, my center is in inner beauty. But, but what does that really mean? I mean, you really, it really made me question that. It really made me dig deep for, am I really living up to where does my worth come from? Um, so I, um, so yeah, so my hair started coming in and a little bit later in college. And, um, so that was fun. It was fun to feel, um, feminine and, and all that kind of thing. And, um, and I did build a few like, like lifelong friends and, um, the Lord is really working in me to kind of help me find that security and, um, a way to speak and, um, 
you know, have the confidence in him. Um, my mom's health at the time was deteriorating, and I kind of had one foot in college, one foot um, back at home. Um, so, um, as I, we're going to fast forward through college, and um, Mark and I got married shortly after. Um, and it was kind of a um, tumultuous time then. It was just, um, there was a lot going on. It was a lot of life events, after one after another. Um, and we, um, we got married January 2004. And shortly after that, my um, dad had his first heart attack. Um, and my, um, I feel like for... Probably, I mean, I remember it very vividly, and I feel like for the first time, life became very real to me. Um, I was 23, and um, it was very um, weird and strange seeing my dad. He was my encourager and the fun, full of life, um, positive voice in my head. Um, to see him weak um, in a hospital bed was was very strange. It was very, um, it was, it was strange. It was strange to see, um, this person that I considered my rock and my person that, um, knew me to be, um, you know, um, immortal. I mean, he was, you know, and I knew this, but just to see that, um, yeah, so anyway, so life moved on, <laughs> and he was okay, um, but it was, um, my parents were, were um, their marriage struggled for a while after that, and um, and I don't want to focus on that as much, because I do have so much respect for them, and um, what I would like to focus on more is that they, they did love us very much, and, and I'm glad that we could see that and not, um, the other as much because, um, we didn't have the bitterness towards them of their marriage. It was, um, we saw the hurt that was going on, but it was, um, we saw them as my dad loved us so much. My mom loved us so much. Um, so, um, we went um, in June um, 2005. Um, I had lunch with my dad, um, and um, at the time I was I was irritated with him about something, and um, I'm sure just probably <laughs> who knows. Um, but I remember the Lord wanting me to focus on what He was saying and to give Him grace. I remember um, very vividly um, the Lord telling me during then to not focus on the outside factors and to not be looking around in the restaurant and to just focus on Him. Give Him grace. Give Him your attention. Just be present. And um, I had given Him a late uh, Father's Day gift. And I remember um, 
that he had opened it and just, um, it was just the way he did it. It was very like, oh, this is so important. This is, you know, you pick this out for me and um, this is such a big deal. And um, I think it was like a shirt, you know, something very boring, you know, <laughs> it was like, you know, but it was, but it was special, it was special to him just because I had picked it out. It could have been a rock, you know, I and mean, it was, and, but it just, I remember him taking the time to, um, let me know, like, you know, he said, like, let's do this right. Like, I, you know, I want to look at this. And, um, so I was glad to have that time with him. Um, and three days later, um, he suddenly passed away of a heart attack. Um, and so that was the last time I saw my dad. Um, and, um, you know, one thing I had, um, and I didn't say was the Lord had been pressing on my heart as, as much as the, um, the season of life, it was kind of hard then I had kept telling Mark that I felt like something bad was going to happen. And I felt very heavy then. And I felt like the Lord was kind of preparing me for something coming and, and had, um, helped, um, prepare my heart and, when this happened, it, um, it really shook me. It really, um, um, rocked my world and, um, helped me. Um, I had to recenter kind of who I was again. And yet, um, God had led me here. Um, he had paved the way as far as me, who I was. Um, I had learned through the alopecia. I had learned to focus on him, because as much as I wanted to rely on others for their encouragement and that kind of thing, it really fell to the wayside because it didn't, it was wonderful. People's words and of encouragement were wonderful to hear, but I had to rely on God's voice because God's voice was the only thing that was everlasting. Um, it was the only thing that really provided that lasting joy, that lasting confidence, um, it was the only thing that I could hold true is, is that one constant thing. And when my dad passed away, it was the only thing that, um, I knew to cling to. Um, so when he passed away, it, I realized how much he was that positive voice in my head. He was a very much encourager and, um, You know, when someone who knows you well passes away, it's it takes you a while to kind of realize I'm still the same person, even though that person is gone. And the thing that God kept reminding me of is He created me. He knew me. He knew me before I was born. And He was the ultimate Father. He was the perfect Father. And... He loved me with an everlasting love. And we hear those terms, and we, we hear those, and we say those, and those are, you know, um, I feel like those are just terms that we, you know, throw around sometimes. But those are, they held so much deeper meaning for me then. It was, it really resonated with me as far as knowing how much my dad thought of me and how much he thought the world of me thought I could do anything how much God loved me 
and how much he called me, Lord called me redeemed. He loved me. I didn't have to prove my worth to him. God had called me redeemed. I wasn't trying to earn his love. He already loved me. Not based on my looks, not based on what I did. Um, and this didn't come overnight. Um, so I certainly don't want to make it sound that way because it did not. And my mom, um, who had stayed home for years and years and years, um, Mark and I, um, and my siblings, we helped her learn all the things of, um, someone who had not used a computer or, you know, anything like that. Um, so it was, it was a learning and growing time and, um, it was, she, and she learned a lot. She, she did great. Um, but it, it was, it was a challenge. So it was, um, but it was, it was a neat time. It was a time that, um, I had never, I just had, would have never seen, um, the Lord's plan fall that way. Um, and it's so interesting the way the path that let God let me down. I was starting to kind of see things unfold and see the, the God's, um, the beauty in his plan and all the people that I was meeting and all the, um, little surprises along the way. Um, and all the things that I would have taken for granted. It was so fun to see, um, these little miracles that were happening. And, um, my mom, I was able to empathize with her so much more than I did um, when my dad was alive. I was able to see um, the emotional pain that she was in and the physical pain she was in. I think that, um, you know, she was she was a very fun-loving person and very, um, her faith came easy. Um, she had unwavering faith and um, her pain, I, I think, um, some may have thought she was being dramatic and that kind of thing. And, um, and I, I probably had times that I thought that. And um, I feel like I was able to truly see um, the hurt she was going through. And um, God gave me that time to be able to deepen that relationship with her and um, to really grow. And, um, and it was a neat time. It was, um, and she got to... Um, spend time with um, some of her grandchildren, my three kids, and um, it was it was fun. But it um, her health did start to decline, and and I could start to see the person that she wanted to be, and it, she was held back by her body and um, kind of like being trapped in a jail. It was it was hard. It was hard seeing her. Um, held back from the person that she wanted to be. And yet she was so ready to go meet Jesus. Um, so ready to, um, be whole and be happy and, um, be the fun loving person, um, that she wanted to be. And, um, and she could be that some, but she started to have less and less of those days. And, um, so, um, in 2013, um, my youngest was about a year, and um, and I was struggling at, um, to find balance too, and as far as um, what it looked like for me to be helping her and um, be a good daughter to her, 
and be a good wife and be a um, good mom and just all the things because um, I couldn't fix it. And I'm a fixer and I like to fix it, but I couldn't fix it. And the doctors really couldn't come up with an answer. And um, it was um, for me to try to be all the things um, was wearing on me. And it was wearing on Mark probably. And it was wearing on my kids because I was probably being very impatient. I was being impatient. And, um, you know, probably angry. I know I had more anger then. And um, just, um, I wasn't juggling it well. Um, I wasn't having um, any time that I needed to say this was not, this was not up to me. Um, I needed to give this to the Lord. I needed to know that, that I couldn't, as much as I wanted to fix this for her, I could not fix this for her. Um, and I could not be, be everything. Um, and, um, so, um, in, um, Bible study in, uh, September, I brought her up to my, um, group of friends and, um, and they knew, um, that she had been in bad health. It was a constant prayer, but I didn't always bring her up because it was just a standing prayer request. And, um, but I did that Wednesday and my wise friend had prayed that, um, she would have healing and, um, she, um, did on that, that weekend. Um, and she went home to be with the Lord and, um, um, but sorry, um, with my mom, um, I could picture her so much more, um, happier in heaven than on earth. Um, as much as I knew she would want to be here with us and with her grandchildren and with my um, sister's uh, child now. She, I could picture her in heaven happy and whole and dancing at the feet of Jesus. And she was ready. She was, she, she never had a problem having faith. We all have our things, but that was, she had an easy faith. It was, it was like she was talking to God right next to her. And, and it was a wonderful picture that the Lord gave me. And, um, and it was a wonderful one that I could talk to my kids about. And, um, the Lord really began to, um, help me see all the ways he had helped heal me and helped see, help me see all the beautiful places he had, um, given me and given me that time with her. And, um, and I knew that there wasn't an answer for her here and that she found 
relief. Um, and, and it was, I was grateful that, um, even though my plan and the picture I had for, um, what life would look like when, you know, I was 30 something, um, was a whole lot different. (laughs) Um, it, God had helped me see all the beautiful things that had been coming out of this. Um, and the Lord, um, you know, someone had said, oh, you're, you know, so you're basically like an orphan. And I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, well, I guess so. But, uh, you know, I was like, I hadn't thought about that. But, um, you know, I, the Lord calls me his child. And so I had never, you know, that hadn't crossed my mind. Um, <laughs> and um, it... It, um, it's okay. It's not, the Lord meets us right where we are and the Lord sends us all these little miracles and we just need to see them. And sometimes I don't see them. And sometimes they're in the form of, you know, encouragers and, um, uh, it's, it's neat to see. So, um, the other um, thing I wanted to bring out was um, a couple years ago, I had, um, uh, Lord was um, making me all kinds of restless to go back to school. <laughs> and I told the Lord that was crazy. But um, I, I was like, <laughs> um, I kept having, um, oh, it was waking me up in the middle of the night. It was running into people that would have the most random conversations with me that would bring it up. I mean, it was, there was verses he was bringing to my head. I mean, it was just, it was like he was just yelling it at me. And I was like, I, this does not make sense. This does not make sense financially. I have to bring all my three little people along with me. Like, can we do this? I mean, this is, I don't know. Like, I, I ran from this idea for a while. Um, I'd started off in education in undergrad, and then I had changed for whatever reason. And um, But I wanted to go back to teach. And so I told the Lord, well... I'll take the necessary test. We'll see if I pass on the first time. If I don't, I'll stop. So, yeah, I know. So, I took them and I passed. And granted, I hadn't taken a test in a long time. So, it was a very real possibility I could have failed these tests. So, um, so anyway, so I passed them. And um, so, I went. And granted, I did observe a lot and overanalyzed, which is one of my things that I do. So, yes. Um, but anyway, so I went to school and, um, and it was hard. It was very hard, but it was wonderful. And it was very, uh, confirming that I was in the right spot and I loved it. Um, it was very much like, why have I not been doing this the whole time? I have loved studying this. Um, then November came and I was standing in the middle of the classroom and everything started moving. Um, uh, they call it an aura before a migraine. And it was the scariest thing. It, it, I've had migraines in, way in the past when I had some sinus issues, but this was 
uh, like I could have fallen over. It was anyway. And my teacher thought I was getting a stomach bug and sent me home. So I left and I was in the car and waited for a second. I was like, okay. And I was praying and I, I about went out and then I waited a second. Well, then a car went in front of me that I did not see. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So, cause I couldn't, my vision was so affected. So anyway, so basically I called another friend that lived just down the way. And so I had to stay at her house that day. And so I ended up having four within two weeks and it was like a migraine right after and it just knocked me out the whole day. Um, and I had been having like pain on my neck and all these things. So anyway, it was very scary not knowing when these things would happen because it just was debilitating. And, um, basically, um, and then I went to doctors and everything trying to figure out what was going on. But so I was scared. I was like, okay, we just spent all this money and did all this work. I may not be able to do any job. I was like, okay. So December, I was like, I literally sat Mark down and I was like, okay, so if I don't get to do a job and we just spent all this money, are we going to be okay? Because I mean, like, I have no idea, like, we can't figure out what's going on, and this is a problem. Like, this is not, I can't, I'm not functioning. Like, this is, you know, something's wrong. So, anyway, like, like, I had a plan. Like, I'm like, God has a plan, and I'm sitting here thinking it's my plan. So, anyway, um, so I just prayed and prayed and prayed, and um, so they got better, and I think it was probably just stress triggering all of that and me just trying to keep plowing on through. Um, but so they stopped. But um, in the middle of that, I will say that is when I saw Amanda. <laughs> um, and I also saw um, three other friends who um, I saw Amanda when she said, I think it's time that we should meet. I don't know you, but I've been praying for you for years, and your face has been um, popping in my head. <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, you know. <laughs> Which, I would, you know, I would have thought that was creepy, but really, quirky things happen to me all the time, so I was like, I mean, I was like, of course, the Lord would send someone to pray for me. Like, that's, yes, I need that because I feel like my world is spinning at the moment. Um, so between her and then I ran into a professor that I never see who prayed for me and I think felt almost a little embarrassed that she stopped and prayed for me. Um, so it was it was neat. It was neat to um, meet Amanda and become friends with her and just the encouraging words that I needed to hear. And um, it's neat how God brings those people when you need them and just need to know that he still has his eye on us. I mean, he might not rescue us from whatever we are going on, going through at the time, but he has not forgotten about us. Um, it was, it was neat to see. Um, I ended up taking, uh, one of the other praxis tests I had to take in January cause they were getting, getting too full and my vision at the time was bad. And, um, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to take this test because at the time, audio books were my best friend. And 
I, so I took, I went ahead and signed up for this test, but I, I think it was my best score because I prayed my whole way through it. <laughs> uh, it was, it, yeah, so it was interesting, but anyway, since then it's been so much better. And I think, um, for me learning the lesson of stopping to kind of keep those boundaries and, um, you know, not keep adding to my stress load and giving it to God and not always trying to do for myself. I think I just naturally fall that way of just, okay, I can do this, but stopping to, to pray and give it to God. It doesn't come naturally. I think we, I don't, I, I want to do it myself. I think that's a natural inclination for me, apparently. One thing that I would like to say is that, um, you know, the details, um, that's one thing that I um, have noticed is that God is so much in the details of everything. Seeing all the fun little details that God is in, that I'm like, how could he have orchestrated all those millions of things? I was talking about that with my oldest this morning about, um, and which, yeah, just the, the details of how we feel like something may be going wrong. But God uses it for His glory. And we could have never planned that on our own. Only God could have done that. It looks like a pretzel to us in the middle of it. But He looks down and says, Okay, in your weakness, I am strong. I am going to make that for my glory. And it's, it's neat to see. It's neat to see that I don't have to be everything. I don't have to be perfect and a wise friend said she was never she never benefited from anybody's perfection (laughs) and that is so true I don't have to be perfect I don't have to have it all together and the Lord has has that all and and I'm so grateful for that um and I feel like I um hopefully extend grace to people more freely than I used to um one, because, my goodness, I feel like the first year and after um, my mom's passing and um, and then with the migraines and everything else, I mean, goodness, I was doing the best I could with little people, but who knows? Who knows what kind of mama, you know? So I feel like I hope that, um, I hope that this story has encouraged you. And um, one little story that I thought was neat that my kids... Um, and this is just a, I don't know, I just, it struck me as a fun story. But we were at the library um, right before school started. Or, yeah, right before school started. And um, we are trying to soak up the last little bits of summer. And, um, you know, probably too much. You know, my kids were, like, at each other at this point. They were trying to be tired of each other. And um, we were walking in, and then they were fussing and whatever. And I was like, oh, let's just get back in the car. And um, this... Um, elderly woman had put her um, reusable big totes of uh, library books beside her car, and so I was like, "Oh, let's let's try to help her, and maybe that'll take our focus off of ourselves." And um, and and they were really gigantic, and like, how did she even get those out of her car? I mean, like, they were really big. <laughs> and um, so we went over there. 
they were taking, uh, Serena Graham got um, both of them. And then we noticed, she's like, oh, okay. And so she was motioning to me in the car. Well, then he got out, her husband, and then she had to go help him. So she's helping him. I still, I'm like, I don't know how she thought she was going to get all that stuff in. So she's helping him, and they have the bags. And she's like, you just helped a 100-year-old man. And I was like, I mean, literally, I was like, that was such a strong lady to think she could do all of those things. Um, But we walked her in and, like, talked with her. And I just loved what she had to say because she said, we were talking to her, and she had seven kids. And she said, I know everything about kids and nothing about kids and I I thought I mean doesn't that sum it up I feel like I've learned so many things and yet I know nothing I feel like I'm still learning so much I mean I feel like right when I think oh I have learned that lesson God's like no you don't you know you have not learned that lesson so anyway I hope that I have shared something that has helped y'all today and um really I just want to share God's goodness and faithfulness and um just all those little miracles that um that I overlook that I hope that I notice. So anyway, thank you. Thank you so much. Do you want to show that picture? Oh yeah, I forgot. <coughs> okay, so to be completely transparent This is me without hair. It's not about how we look. It's about, you know, our heart and just, um, anyway. In fact, I wanted to buy a new shirt for today, and I was like, nope, not going to buy anything new. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, I was like, "Mm mm-mm, that's beside the point. (laughs) Well, let's pray. God, thank you so much for your goodness, Father, for your grace, your love, how you just show up in all kinds of fun ways, Father, and, um, even when things are hard, Lord, you just, you haven't forgotten us. You love us and you're with us. Um, so we're just so grateful today. We're grateful for Shay and her sharing her story. And um, just pray that we all go out challenged um, just by her love for God. And um, just pray over these women. Thank you so much that they came today. Um, be with their families, their kids. And um, just bless their weekend, and we just love you so much. We're so grateful for who you are, and we give you all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today to listen to Shay's story. And I think one of the greatest takeaways that she shared was just how she was able to see past her mom's hurt and love her and um, see that sometimes people do things or they might say things and it might upset us or anger us, but when we can see what's driving it, when we can see what they're actually experiencing, there's so much more grace. And how Shay said that she now extends more grace to other people around her because we don't always know what they're going through. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves what they are experiencing or what they're feeling so that we can understand their words and their behaviors more. And I know I can especially apply that in my life as a mom just being able to extend grace to my kids when they are acting out or um, just talking back. I mean, sometimes they're just misbehaving, but sometimes they're going through something in their little minds and their hearts. And it just takes a few minutes to look to the heart of the issue and to see their heart and see how we can um, love them and help them walk through that. So thanks again for joining us. Be sure to visit our website at storytellerslive.org where you can download your free PDF scripture card. 
Each week at our local storytellers gathering, we pass out custom design cards made by our team member, Dawn, and they have a quote or scripture shared by the speaker to serve as a reminder of the story. So while we'd love to put a physical copy into your hands, we're excited to be able to share a digital design with you wherever you are. We hope you'll join us again. Thanks for listening to Storytellers.